Hi, I'm Karen. <laughs> you switched it up on me, so now I'm going to have to say the Crash Cast Mummies. <laughs> I did. Right, you go first. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to the Crash Test Mummies podcast. This is a bonus episode because, well, you know, we're nice and we like doing them and we thought that you deserved a little treat. Hi everybody, it's so good to chat again. We're excited about this bonus episode because we got so many questions and we had to narrow them down, which was difficult. But we have yeah, some really fun questions. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in with the questions. Uh, we have narrowed it down to eight. And hopefully, by answering these questions, you will get to know us a little bit better. So question number one, Lexi, see if you can answer this briefly, because I think it could be quite difficult. Describe your parenting in three words. Okay, so before I answer this, we already tried to record this a couple days ago. And I had like eight words. And one of them was impatient. And then I thought, no, I have to change that. But just know that that is secretly one of my words. Um, (laughs) But the words I'm going to go with for real are one, gentle, because we do use um, positive parenting and gentle parenting techniques because Hudson is a super spirited child. And we've found that just being gentle with him um, and using positive reinforcement instead of punishment is... Um, has been the best way for us to work with him, as well as Presley. It's been really good for both of them. And when, as soon as we started using that, it's just changed our lives. Second is going to be mindful because I think in every aspect of my parenting, I'm very mindful of the way I am, the way my kids behave, what they eat, and everything in between. So my second word is mindful. Um, and my third word is imperfect. And I think that's the most important word because – as I try to do things perfectly, I am perfectly imperfect. And that's part of growth as a, as a parent and as a mom. And I think that's an important word because, yes, I'm imperfect even when I try to be perfect. And that's how it goes because I feel like gentle and mindful sound really haughty toddy when really I make mistakes every day. So, Yeah, but it's not even about the way that you parent in reality if, if those are the <laughs> ideas that you want to parent with then you're gonna always be going back to them and trying new things and trying to do your best so I like them I think it's great yeah me too but I think imperfect is good because I think that in any sort of parenting you have to realize that being imperfect is part of it and you can't if you're perfect you'll never learn from your mistakes so I have to um, enjoy my imperfections and learn from them yeah exactly Okay, so I have got three and technically one as a language teacher would not be um, a verb. It is more like an adjective, but let's go. Flexible is the first one. And that is just from experience, like learning that you have to understand that the kids are not always going to meet your expectations of things like we've mentioned before about going out on trips or even just to the shops like you cannot expect them to always behave perfectly and when they don't uh you know 
it's, it's probably due to like being hungry or feeling under the weather. And so you just have to be flexible and not get mad at them. You have to keep it real and understand that there's a bigger picture there. And so being flexible means that you don't lose your sanity or you're not always angry, I think, because you sh- you just need to be breezy and let it go. So I suppose I could actually say breezy as well. But I'm going to link into that with loving, I think, when we did our practice on this podcast the other day, I said loving and I want everything that I do as a parent to come from a place of love. I think it's so important that the children know that they are loved. I tell them as often as I can that I love them and they know that I do love them and that nothing that they do will make me stop loving them. However, they have to understand that, um, there will be consequences, not that they can just walk all over me, but everything that I do for them, even if they don't think it's fair, uh, is from a place of love. And finally, um, my describing word is uh, a cheerleader to be. I I like the idea of cheerleading for my kids. I'm always going to be on their side, rooting for them to do their best. And if that best is not seen as a high achievement in you know in the world then I'm still going to be picking out the positives and encouraging them so that I can make sure that they have got good self-esteem they feel good about themselves and that they can celebrate the things that they're good at and not feel the pressure of failure and I know that some people say oh you know it's really flaky if you don't let them lose sometimes well you know my kids are six, three, and one, and I'm going to be cheering them on from the sidelines. Yeah, I love your words. I told you that last time. I think your words are the best words. I like my words too, but I think Karen has picked some good ones, except for flexibility because I am like the most unflexible person ever. (laughs) She, When I was trying to figure out my words, she's like, what about flexible? I was like, no, that's not something I'm good at, but definitely need to work on. All right, the second question is, what have you learned from your own parents? That is a very good question. And I actually haven't thought about my answer, but let's just go with it. Um, I think that, I think that loving thing um, is what I've learned from my parents. My mum particularly, she always said that she made a conscious effort to tell us that she loved us as much as she could because she... Um, yeah, she wanted us to know, obviously, that she loved us. And um, also leading by example, I think, is key. And I think that's what all parents want to be. They want to be good role models. And yeah, I feel like that was something that my parents were able to to do to kind of teach us right from wrong and how to behave. And um, and also have fun like we had fun growing up and I like that I I like the idea that you can have fun with your kids just like have a laugh and yeah enjoy life as a family before that really short period ends Mm -hmm. and it is really short in the scheme of things yeah I feel like we had very similar upbringings which is really lucky because not everyone has awesome parents who are so supportive Um, I think one really important thing I learned from my parents is how to be married. My parents have been together forever since my mom was 19 and my dad was 20. 
um, and they have three kids and watching their marriage. I remember as a teenager, whenever we would go on vacation, my parents would hold hands walking wherever we were. I would take a picture and it sounds so silly, but it meant so much to me seeing my parents love each other and watching them, you know, work through arguments in a constructive way. And definitely I want to be like that with Adam and that's important to me. And like you said as well, they were the most supportive parents ever. I mean, I went through so many things in life that I wanted to try and wanted to do and they supported every single decision. Like when I wanted to go to Ethiopia, there was never like, oh, don't go there. It's scary. When I wanted to go to France, you know, everything I've ever wanted to do in life, they have encouraged me to do it. They've never held me back. You know, and when I came back from England, I was so afraid to tell my parents I was pregnant with a someone who they never met baby (laughs) and when I told them and I literally had said you know I understand if you don't want to be a part of my life I like if I've embarrassed you I'm so sorry but like this is important to me and my dad's response was can I be happy and I just remember thinking (laughs) oh my gosh like you are the most supportive parents ever and that's what I want to be to my kids I want them to know that no matter what they do no matter what silly decisions they make or anything that I will always support them and I'll always have their back and that I, like you said, I'm their cheerleader. Like I'm on their team. My parents have taught me so much, but I guess those are the biggest things. I love that. That's great. Parents are awesome when you have good ones. <laughs> oh, totally. I know. Uh, we're very, very lucky. And um, yeah. Is it my question next? Sorry, yes, ma'am. I'm having too much of a good time to like be on it. Right. Hold on. Uh, question Number three, how do you duggle? Duggle? <laughs> how oh many gin goodness. and tonics have you had tonight, Karen? <laughs> it's only, well, it is 20 to 11, so it's quite late. How do you juggle going back to work with being a parent? Now, I know that that question doesn't necessarily apply to both of us at the moment because we both didn't go back to work, but I do think we still have some insightful answers. I mean, you have the most insightful because you have gone back to work in the past. I, once I had Hudson, um, I've worked from home since the beginning. However, I think whether you work from home or you work in a full-time job or even a part-time job, the transition and juggling all those things and taking it on and still making sure that you have time for your kids is difficult. Um, And I think we've talked about this before, but I think the biggest thing is making a schedule for yourself and not feeling guilty for having to do all the things because at the end of the day, you're just doing what you have to do to support a family. And that's not always easy, but it is life. And you know, nobody's perfect. Uh, yeah. Well, so I, with my first two boys, I went back to work quite early with, um, Jonah. I went back at five months, which I found, I can't believe I did now because it seems like he was so little. And then with Uh, winter I went back at six months and I was still feeding and so it was quite a stressful time because I would have to shut myself away at lunchtime and and like express my milk and then I'd feed it to him when he when I got home Um, and I was only part-time in those days so I, I was a teacher of Spanish and I did go down to three days a week with Jonah but then you know as life goes I had to up my hours with winter because 
uh, you know, it costs a lot of money to have a family and just live. And so I went up to four days and then uh, I pushed that then up to five days and I was doing full time. And then I became head of department and it was quite a demanding job. And I did that when I was pregnant with Fox and I realized sort of as my pregnancy um, continued on that I was pushing myself too much to the point where I could not have a work-life balance. I couldn't switch off when I was at home because I was thinking about work and when I was at work I couldn't switch off because I was thinking about home and it wasn't fair on either environment because actually I wasn't able to uh, be the best at my job or be the best mother at home because I was exhausted and I was just spreading myself too thinly and so when I went on maternity leave with Fox I decided that I didn't want to go back because I didn't actually think it was fair on either like I didn't feel like it was fair for me to go back to work and do a job half, half half-assed. I just felt like I needed to uh, just commit myself to my family and I'm lucky enough that I have this other job that now Chris and I are self-employed and we work from home, basically faffing and doing this and I, um, I don't regret it, but I do... The juggle is still very, very real. If, In fact, I would say it's more real now than it was when I was away at work because I'm now having to juggle everything um, at home in one place and I find that I, it's very difficult for me to switch off. So I know that we've touched upon this in previous podcasts, but yeah, the, the sort of the juggling and prioritizing is always very difficult. Yeah, and I do want to say as well that Unfortunately for Americans, our maternity leave system is is so broken and being able to only be at home with your child for three months and that that's so hard. I, I see so many moms who have to go back to work and it's so painful for them to leave their baby with someone else or to just feel like they haven't had enough time to bond because, you know, because it's hard. Three months is nothing in the scheme of things. And I think that that's something that is just sad and painful for any mom living in the United States. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, It is, yeah, like, I don't want to seem like I'm bitching about uh, working at home because I love it. And um, I'm really glad that we've made this decision, but it is hard at the same time. And there's no getting away from that you have to balance everything in one and that's housework childcare, chores uh actual work where you're paying for stuff or getting paid for stuff um but yeah it's interesting what you say about maternity leave in the u.s like i um have lots of friends that have gone through that and it's it's really difficult for you guys i mean i guess what's different is that that is the only choice like you you quite rarely my sister-in-law is american and she said that it's quite rare that you find part-time teachers because you just don't have that option you're not it's not it's not commonplace for there to be a part-time thing it is either full time or you quit yeah, absolutely. I've never heard it. When I, when you told me you were working part-time as a teacher, I was like, what? That's new yeah. to me. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get on to the next question. Cool. Number four, which part of the day do you find the hardest? 
Karen, I think you can answer this for both of us. (laughs) (laughs) All the time? No. Uh, Yeah, we both have the same uh, time. And it's that twilight hour of um, post-school, pre-bed, trying to keep them awake and entertained before they get fed and bathed and and they're grumpy oh so grumpy and like you're waiting for your husband to get home and you've already done the whole day and you're like oh my gosh what is going on it is it is tough and I don't know if it's ever going to get better (laughs) like I mean the the problem I have is keeping winter awake is so difficult and you know he will fall asleep and then what will happen is he'll wake up at like 11 o'clock at night and then be up till one two in the morning but like once he commits to a a sleep like if he's in what's it called a danger nap Mm. once once he commits to that danger nap there's no waking him and i'm gonna suffer the consequences through the night I don't know how you do it with winter. I I can attest to the fact that that kid is up at the weirdest times. <laughs> like I'll be I'll call her at like one a.m. and winter's like jumping around in the background. I'm like, my goodness, child. I know <laughs> he's hilarious. What's wrong with you? I know he's hilarious. Uh, yeah. All right. You know. Yeah, that's that's it, really, isn't it, for both of us? So, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, what one thing could you not do without as a parent? So I got this question about five minutes ago, actually 19 minutes ago to be exact. And I like thought about it. <laughs> I've been thinking yeah. about it as we went along. And there's two <laughs> things and I think they go hand in hand. And that is my husband and my friends. And I don't think I, I mean, they both serve the same role, but I need my husband because I mean, I know there are single moms and I always say, I don't know how you guys do it. You are the strongest people that have to have ever walked on this earth. Because I I don't think I could. I know that you like you do it. But I think I, my Adam was in the military, and when he was gone for like two weeks, I'd be like, nope, throwing in the towel. I'm overstimulated, <laughs> and I'm tired, and I'm cranky, and I'm not doing a good a good job. So definitely him, and then my friends because I have to complain about him to my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so both <laughs> of those together create the perfect circle of parenting for me. Hold on, let me guess uh, yours. Let me guess. Gin and tonic. <laughs> you make me sound like an alcoholic. No, I almost said wine, but then I figured yeah. that that would make me sound like an alcoholic. So I changed it. Well, yeah, I mean, I do have a gin right now, but, you know, that's because Chris's parents are around. But uh, apart from gin, I think the one thing I couldn't do without is Netflix. That's a good <laughs> Because, idea. well... You know, for the kids, uh, you know, we've got Di- what's it what's it called? Daniel Tiger. Tiger's it's neighborhood. That's oh, literally the worst show ever. Yes, I know, but I don't let my kids watch it anymore because it annoys me. Oh, I know. It's really patronizing and they have these annoying little songs. However, uh, it guarantees me eleven minutes of peace and quiet. So yeah. And then also, you know, Netflix for Chris and I in the evening when we have like 30 seconds of spare time to watch. But yeah, I mean, do you ever find that when you are just you and Adam, that when you turn on the TV, you don't know what to watch? Yeah, we just flick through. Should I just put on like, and all of my favorites are kids things. And I was like, 
uh, I'm not used to putting on anything but Paw Patrol. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's our biggest problem is we sit there scrolling for so long that then we're too tired to watch anything. Yeah, it's just like, oh, forget it. Yeah, we don't even agree on anything. Also, to be fair about Daniel Tiger, when Hudson was really little and was having trouble like expressing his emotions and like throwing mad tantrums, my favorite mm. song was "Use Your Words, Use Your Words," yeah. and I sing it to him. And now I sound like an idiot, but that's like the only thing Daniel Tiger ever did for me. <laughs> well, you can thank him for that. All right. I suppose. Cool. What? Why did you choose your kids' names? This answer is going to take like forty-five minutes because there's five. Okay, kids. we're going to be we're going to be real quick, right? So Jonah, <laughs> I just <laughs> Jonah, we had I guess as a biblical name because you know we're a Christian family and I like the story about Jonah and the big fish slash whale. We're never really sure what it is, but also it wasn't that common. And as a teacher, and this is the same with all three names. I didn't want to name my kids after any of my students because they would remind me of them and I would probably dislike them. But uh, Winter was actually going to be Jonah's name. We fell in love with the name Winter when we watched an Arcade Fire uh, short film and there was a boy called Winter in it. We thought that was really cool. Um, But Jonah was born in June, so that wasn't going to be a great name. And then Winter was born on December 2nd, so it was perfect. And he's also named after my granny, who is Winifred. And she died shortly before he was born, like two months before he was born. And uh, we liked the idea of tying in the win with uh, with his name. And we told her before she died that that was what we were going to do. And she loved it. And Fox was named Fox mainly to annoy my uh, great auntie who cannot get on board with Fox as a name. <laughs> <laughs> she's like right does he have another name uh no his name's fox well what's his middle name albert i think i'll call him albert <laughs> okay, i remember thanks, when you were pregnant with him and you sent me like the list of names you guys were going through like hmm, which one do you like best and fox was definitely the standout contender yeah. from day one for me yeah yeah i did like a a slideshow on Instagram with lots of different names, but Fox wasn't on it because I secretly knew that was going to be the name that we oh, chose. That's cheeky. I know, but it's funny because, like, yeah, I, I guess we d- we really didn't know because, like, third time around with a boy's name, mm. like, I had lots of gorgeous girls' names to choose from, and you know, it was another boy. Yeah, surprise. So surprise. I couldn't really call my boy Ivy, like, because. <laughs> That'd be a bit weird. But, you know, Fox can be a girl or a boy, so can Winter. So, you know, I'm sure Ivy could as well. But, um, yeah, Fox just came up one day. And after we tired out all the other names and we were like, right, he's just not going to have a name. Then I just said to Chris, what about Fox? And he was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. We're done. That's the one. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then you go because I've been talking for a long that's, time. That's okay. You've got three kids. Hudson, there's really no story. I loved the name Hudson. It was rare at the time. I love it too. I just, I just loved the name. And he was born and we thought Hudson's perfect. And so he was Hudson. There's not an interesting story. I just loved it. Presley, Aww. on the other hand, we could not think of any girls' names that we liked. And we were watching a series of unfortunate events and we loved the baby and that show. And as the credits were rolling one day, we realized that her name was Presley Smith. And we were like, oh, Presley, I love that name. 
And it's the only name yeah. we ever had agreed upon. Like we, I really liked the name Indy and I liked Bindi, but and Adam liked Lily. It's like too girly. Like we could not agree on any names. And then we were looking at prospective preschools for Hudson and we went into this one and there was a group of kids and all the kids were sitting there playing with their puzzles. And then there was this like little adorable girl in the corner who was sitting there with a box on her head. And we were like, oh, what's she, what's she doing? And they're like, oh, that's just Presley. She, she's, she's, she doesn't ever do anything the way anyone else does. And we were like, that's going to be her name. Her name's going to be Presley because we want her to be the unique girl in the corner with a box on her head. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, so that little girl is never going to know the impact she had on my life, but that's why my kid's yeah. named Presley. <laughs> that is really sweet. I yeah. like that a lot. Yeah, that is nice. Um, I was going to say something about about that, but no, I think it's gone. I think it's, I think when you when you know, you know, don't you? Like the name just all of a sudden clicks, and you're like, yeah, definitely that is. Yeah, that is the name. Um, Sorry, I don't have my list in front of me. Um, okay, we're going to talk snack stashes now because I really like this question because it was different. And someone asked, what do you have in your secret snack stash? Is that right? Yeah, your hide from the kids snack stash. Yes. <laughs> do you know, I just, yeah, I just raided mine. So uh, mine is fresh in my mind. Um, and basically at this time of year, what it is, is... Uh, all the chocolate that I tell myself I'm giving as Christmas presents. <laughs> I love that. And then I eat myself. So I do that with gin as well. <laughs> so like the gin will be on special offer. And I said to Chris the other day, oh yeah, I bought that for Christmas because it was on special offer. And now and you're drinking like, it right that now. Was never. Yeah, that, that was never going to happen. But yeah, I just raided the snack stash and it has little uh, chocolate carrot shaped carrots uh no carrot shaped chocolates that's right isn't it maybe i have had too much gin oh my gosh (laughs) girl (laughs) what about you because you're so good at being like vegan and healthy and yeah but i still have have a snack stash yeah okay i'm like (laughs) i'm a snacker and I try okay. really hard to stick with healthy snacks. And I am pretty good at it. But like, especially at night, I'm like a food, I'm like a real bad nighttime eater. Uh-huh. And at, like Adam and I both. So my snack stash is, I always have this Asian trail mix that has like wasabi peas and like all these rice. That sounds so lame, but it's so flipping good. And like rice crackers. And like Adam <laughs> thinks it's disgusting. I'm like, this is the best ever. And I eat like the whole bag. I also have like a a stash of frozen naan bread in the freezer that I don't let anyone see because I love naan bread and I just like to like eat it copious amounts of naan bread, which is so ridiculous. But if my kids knew it was there, they would – it'd be gone like in a second because we're all like carb freaks in the house. And then my other super guilty pleasure is salt and vinegar chips. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I didn't I love, know that you got those in America. Oh, yeah. We have all kinds of chips, just different. Oh, and I love the Doritos, but I can't keep them at the house because if I did have Doritos in the house, I would eat the whole bag. So sometimes <laughs> when I'm feeling like really naughty, I make Adam go get me a bag and then I eat the whole bag of Doritos because they have ones that are <laughs> vegan. Surprise, surprise. For those of you who, uh, vegans out there who didn't think you could have Doritos. Wow. And Oreos. They're vegan too. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. So That's bad. Surprising. So <laughs> bad. I can't. 
<laughs> it's just really bad. Yeah. All right. The last question, because we're at 30 minutes now, is mm-hmm. are you having more kids? And if so, when? Uh, I'm pretty sure that the other day we had a conversation. And at the beginning, I said, there's no way I'm having more kids. And then by the end of the conversation, I was like, when we have our fourth child. It's going to be a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a girl. I'm going to name her Ivy. <laughs> uh, right now, it's not happening. But that doesn't mean that it won't happen in the future. Because I'm never going to say never. Because that just ends up being a whole lot of trouble. Um, but for now, I'm happy with the five of us and the boys growing up so if we were to have another one it would be when all of them were in school and established and settled and happy what about you um I want another baby like yesterday (laughs) I had Presley and I was like yep I'm done and then I realized that no I was not done and I had a conversation (laughs) with a friend because I was so back and forth like I there because of course there's a part of me that doesn't want another baby because I'm enjoying the freedom that comes with having two kids who are pretty self-sufficient. But then I, you know, my friends call me the baby whisperer because I hold their babies and like babies just love me and I love babies. And I'm like, Oh, I just need another one. And I said to my Mm -hmm. friend, how did you know that you were done? Like, how did you know? And she was like, I just knew. She's like, I, I, it was just so clear to me that I was done. I don't want any more at the end. And I think that's when I realized, okay, I'm not done because there's a really big part of me that is desperate for another baby. And Adam and yeah. I have talked about it, and we have a wedding in August in Greece for Adam's sister, and so I can't get pregnant right now, but I think we'll probably start trying soon-ish. Surprise, maybe yeah. not. But, you know, it's one of those things. I don't know. I might not even be able to have another baby. I'm thankful for the two that I have, and, you know, if it happens, it happens, and if it does not, I will be perfectly happy holding my friend's babies and loving on mine. Yeah. No, that's true. That's the same as me. I think if it does happen in the future, then I'm going to be happy about it. But I'm not desperate right now. And we'll just go with the flow. Yeah, totally. That makes me sound so relaxed. I'm so not a relaxed person. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I'm like on Adam, like, can we have a baby yet? Can we have a baby yet? Is it time for another baby? And he's like... (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, we can have another baby, but also we are poor. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. True. That is a big factor for me as well. <laughs> yeah, like, it does cost a lot of money to have a baby yeah. in the U.S. and to raise a baby in the U.S. And, like, college is so expensive. Everything is just yeah. so expensive. So, like, realistically, like, my parents are like, you guys need to stop. Sorry, mom and yeah. dad. But you know how I said they were really supportive? <laughs> this whole third <laughs> yeah. baby thing, they're not supportive of that. But everything yeah. else. But yeah, so, you know. Yeah. But I my, my ovaries are begging me for another one. So we'll just leave it at that. I love that. But, well, I think that we've done really well, actually, in covering all that stuff. And I feel like I've got to know you a bit more today through you answering those questions. So thank you very much for tuning into this bonus episode. I think that um, we should do bonus episodes more often because it's just quite a nice dip it in chat although that is what we do anyway isn't it so <laughs> people might just get sick of us no way twice a week's too much we're not gonna do twice a week every week don't get your hopes up <laughs> if you knew the, the drama that was creating these two episodes this week 
was just one of those weeks for both of us, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Seriously, if you guys yeah. could have heard our children and our husbands and the dogs, it's just been epic. Yeah. But that's I mean, like part yeah. of juggling being a mom and working at home. So for those of you totally. who think that doing this stuff is a breeze, think again. <laughs> But we do love doing it and no, we do I love hearing love from you guys. In fact, we have really loved reading the reviews this week. Thank you so much if you left a review. And uh, we've had a couple of DMs that have been so positive and kind. And it's just so nice to hear other people's thoughts because you put yourself out there and you really hope that people will like it, but you just don't know. And so to hear... All those nice comments has been a real mood booster this week. Seriously. And we, you know, some days you just need it. And when you get that message saying, oh my gosh, like whatever you guys say, which is always nice. It just makes like the whole week so much happier. And then I can brag to Adam and be like, see Adam, I'm not wasting my time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, we will see you next Tuesday. Go drink your gin. <laughs> <laughs>